0: hello and thank you for listening to why pray i'm your host nisha and on this episode we are learning and meditating on scriptures that can help us with patience and we will be also worshiping together in uh, this episode through intercessory prayer, me praying for you, you praying for me, um, thanking God for giving each of us his perfect patience and strength for whatever we are facing. So let's just take a moment to inhale. And Exhale, and say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, let's just take another moment to inhale. Exhale. And say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we acknowledge that with both body and soul, both in life and death, we are not only our own but belong to you, Jesus Christ, our savior. Your precious blood has fully satisfied for all of my sins and delivered me from all the power of the devil. Your blood preserves me that without the will of the heavenly father Not a hair can fall from my head by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that I am assured to eternal life and I am sincerely willing and ready to live unto you. Doesn't that feel good? Just taking time to pray and acknowledge Jesus for whom He is in our life, who the Holy Spirit and the Godhead is, our Heavenly Father in our life, our faithful Trinity. So let's begin feeding our souls with the word of God so that as we're going throughout our day with whatever it is that we're going through that is calling us to draw near to the patience of the Holy Spirit, Lord, let us just be fed by your word so that you may overpower Whatever it is that we're facing mentally or physically, that your patience, your perfect patience, oh God, just fills us up to be able to stand, to stand for your glory. The first chapter we will feed ourselves with is James 5, 7 through 8. So wait patiently, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord, the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains you too be patient strengthen your hearts keep them energized and firmly committed to God because the coming of the Lord is near mm. Has it been hard to keep the faith? Are you facing a hard trial such as I am still in the midst of a four year obstacle waiting patiently on the Lord to deliver? I am waiting on the Lord to deliver my husband into my life. So that we may be delivered from the immigration system and be able to be together and have our children and be able to start our family in normalcy. For James in the scripture is talking about the incoming of the Lord, which is Christ's second coming. But not only that second coming in a physical form, but also his coming that is continual. When we are waiting patiently, the Lord is near the Lord is coming to deliver us. We can wait on him patiently as the farmer does when waiting for the harvest. For we know when the seed is planted, if we patiently wait after the nutrients and the waters have been poured into it, it will grow. The harvest will come. For we know if we have been patiently waiting, if we have been Firmly committed. I've been firmly committed and faithful in my relationship. I've been firmly committed into the word of God. I've been keeping energized by staying positive and trying to keep my mind staying focused on how to enjoy these times in the midst of waiting and being patient. This scripture is perfect for us. These words are feeding my soul right now and I hope it is feeding yours. Let us meditate on these words in our minds and hearts with sincerity from James five, seven through eight. So wait patiently, brothers, And sisters, until the coming of the Lord, the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the Lord, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. You too, be patient strengthen your hearts keep them energized and firmly committed to god because the coming of the lord is near oh saints let us keep strong let us hold on to our god let us continue to be patient and wait for our reap for we have sown All the reap is coming, all the deliverance is on the way. Let us just firmly stay committed and wait. The history behind the scripture in the book of James is, you know, patience in the book of James is actually a a key topic in his letter to the church. And in chapter five, seven through 11, he gives us practical teaching and examples of how to be patient. When he says, you know, firmly committed to God, we know that there is a firmness that needs to be in our standing, no matter what comes, no matter how weary we get, the obstacles, what's said and done, that it is our job to stay firm in the commitment. It is our job to stay energized in the midst of it. It is our job to see it prospectively as the rains, coming through as we patiently wait for the harvest he specifically says in the scripture uh in us verses 7 through 11 cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you Mm. then he says be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. The Reformation Study Bible explains the Greek word translated adversary was in common use for an opponent in a lawsuit. The Hebrew word Satan means slander or accuser and also serves as a name for the devil. The promise reveals the ultimate source behind the persecution. Mm. You're being persecuted and accused of the devil that you won't be patient, that you won't make it, that you're gonna mess this up. You've been standing firmly committed to God and the devil is counting on you to step out of the alignment. The enemy, your adversary is trying to pull up distractions and different things to show you that there's no reason for you to be patient because he knows that God has made you a promise. He knows the Lord is near. He knows that there is a promise of your harvest and the only way that he can stop it is if you pluck yourself up out of the dirt like a weed. So he is trying to distract you he is trying to distract me because he knows the power in our patience suffering comes at least in part from the devil yet ultimately God is sovereign over all all suffering our reward is far more glorious than our pain what you are waiting for and staying patient for and staying enduring in is far more profitable than your pain we can be patient let us meditate on these words from the word of god oh thank you from James five, seven through eight. So wait patiently, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. you too be patient strengthen your hearts keep them energized and firmly committed to God Because the coming of the Lord is near. Mm -hmm. Allowing ourselves to let this scripture, the specific words from this scripture to roll over in our minds over and over. God has given us these words. He's orchestrated them to be said in these specific ways so that we can receive them in our hearts and in our minds and believe believe when it says, so wait patiently. He said, so wait patiently. So we say, okay, I will wait. He says, brothers and sisters. Oh, I am one of those. He's talking to me until the coming of the Lord. Okay, that lets me know I'm gonna have to wait for my God. And he says, the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. Oh, thank you for the example for my perspective, oh God. You say the farmer waits. This is what I'm waiting for is merely a seed like what the farmer has. And I can wait expectantly on you, God, for the precious harvest. For I am waiting for a harvest in my land, being patient about it. Until it receives the early and the late rains. Oh, my rains are coming. Hmm. Your rains are coming. You see, the difference between meditating as a Christian and an eastern meditation what people are usually used to is they're they're rolling their minds over and over on mantras we as christians we can roll our minds over and over on promises because our father said we can constantly say well our daddy said our father said and when your parents give you a promise and you are counting on that to be fulfilled that's what we have to bank on as christians when we're meditating on scripture that we're just trying to bring in remembrance What our daddy said, what he told us to do when these certain things come up about in our minds and the history of the scripture helps us understand, hey, this ancient text was used towards this circumstance that was current at that time. And it still applies to my current time. That's what makes the truth absolute and eternal. So it is important, you know, as you're listening to this episode and the other episodes to know that it's not something that you just listen to one time. Even I recording, after I record these, I go back and I listen to these scriptures over and over and over again, because it's not about me memorizing them to be able to say them and spit it out to just know a scripture. It's about these words being said to me. Over and over again by the Lord. And these specific scriptures being said to you and me over and over again by the Lord to remember his promises as we are going through our day to day. This is why this is spiritual fitness for us. Because our adversary is coming out with all the accusations. It's coming out with all the worry and doubt and we have to be able to know how to combat our adversary with the word of God so I just hope that you understand as you're meditating on these scriptures with sincerity in your heart and in your mind to not feel any pressure to memorize these words it's not about that it's about them being embedded in your heart and into your mind it's a promise to know that you can, that you will, that you are full of the Holy Spirit, that you can be committed, that you can stand and be patient in the name of Jesus. The next scripture we will meditate on is James 5, 13 through 18. Is anyone among you suffering? He must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to, he is to sing praises to God. Is anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, spiritual elders of the church and they are to pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins he will be forgiven therefore confess your sins to one another your false steps your offenses and pray for one another, that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours, with the same physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for it not to rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. Are you afraid God is not hearing your prayers? Are you afraid to pray because you feel like you don't know how? Are you not sure when is it the right time to pray? Well, this scripture gives us assurance. If we are patiently waiting, if we are going through suffering, If we are feeling joy, if we are sick, James has given us in this scripture that we can meditate on to understand the power, the true power of our prayer. And he's given us the guarantee that if you are truly praying. He says in the scripture, the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. God will make our prayers effective. We can be patient. He will bring forth the effect of what we are waiting for. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power keep praying let us keep praying let us keep meditating let us keep standing for our god is coming through he is on the way james gives us an example of elijah in this scripture to let us know he was a man just like you and me with shortcomings, physical and mental limitations. But yet his prayers for it to in were intense for it to not rain. And what happened? It didn't rain. Keep praying. Be patient. Keep standing. Keep doing good following the good works that God is telling you to do because God will make it effective God will make your works effective the history behind the scripture is the process of patience in order for us to understand not only you know we're getting on our knees we're praying we are speaking with god we are asking him to come through and then what james in this scripture gives us understanding on the process of our patience how not to get lost spiritually in the physical and to understand that the process of patience is persevering and then effective prayer It's what James takes us through in his letter in verses 13 and 18, 13 through 18. Elijah held the special office of the Old Testament prophet, and he shares a common humanity with all believers, a common humanity with all believers. His effectual prayer life is therefore It's a model that James is telling us for all of the saints of God. That is all of those who trust in Jesus alone for salvation. If you are trusting in Jesus alone for your salvation, if you truly believe that Jesus resurrected off of the cross, if you truly believe that the Holy Spirit abides in us, then you can be patient because the Lord will effectively answer your prayer. We can meditate on this scripture with sincerity in our hearts and minds to understand the process of patience, the process of how our prayers are being answered that we know when we are praying it is not in vain. The scripture lets us know how to be patient, how to wait, and the process that it takes, no matter what it is that we're going through or waiting for from God. Let us meditate on James five thirteen through 18. Is anyone among you suffering? He must pray. Is anyone joyful he is to sing praises to god it's very powerful this has nothing to do with the scripture let me just say this really quickly before we finish meditating on this one scripture sometimes we think oh it's just in our bad times but james is teaching us how to spiritually stay fit in all times through just this one sentence in the bible when he says is anyone among you suffering He must pray. When I was in a time when my husband was removed from the country, I was suffering in my depression. And the only thing that I could really do that gave me an answer was getting on my knees and going into worship of God. That worship brought me peace in the midst of my suffering. It's very powerful that we pray when we are feeling low so that we can come up by the Holy Spirit so that it is not a trivial positivity that we are living on. That it is not a finite sense of positive thought that we are living on. We must pray so that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit's joy in the midst of our suffering so that he can take are suffering from us and give us his joy. Then when he says, is anyone joyful? He is to sing praise to God. I have found even for myself in times where things have happened really good for me. The high of the joy of feeling good for that event doesn't last long. I find myself after a while thinking about what's next to come, what is next for me to have to do. And what helps to be able to enjoy the highs of success is praising God in that moment. Something about it actually makes it feel like it lasts longer. When we just go through the motions of finite joy that comes from positive moments in the world, it doesn't last. It comes and goes and we move on to our next task. But James shares a very powerful spiritual practice that needs to be done in all our times to get our prayer life strong so that we can see the results like Elijah. We must sing praise. I'll restart our meditation on this scripture because I really had to just explain that so that we know that that is the basis of what spiritual fitness is, our prayer life. That consistent time with God because it's not about what you get what you'll get. The guarantee is in the prayer. So let us meditate. Is anyone among you suffering? He must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing praises to God. Is anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, spiritual leaders of the church and they are to pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. When put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, with the same physical, mental and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for it not to rain and it did not rain on earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again and the sky gave rain and the land produced its crops as usual. Mm. Oh, the next scripture that we will meditate on is first Peter one, three through 12. Let's just take a moment to inhale and exhale as we meditate and feed our soul with this scripture blessed greatly praised and adorned be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who according to his abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again. That is to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. To an ever living hope and confidence assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead born anew into an inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change and undefiled and unfading reserved in heaven for you who are being protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith For salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. In this, you rejoice greatly, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials so that the genuineness of your faith, which is much more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may be found in result in your praise and glory and honor. At the revelation of Jesus Christ, though you have not seen him, you love him, And though you do not even see him now, you believe and trust in him. And you greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible and glorious joy, receiving as the result the outcome, the consummation of your faith, the salvation of your souls what a beautiful scripture to meditate on and to be able to feel confident and waiting patiently for the Lord. For that scripture is filled with so much richness of the joy that we have, even in the midst of whatever we are facing, that we can be patient because there is a guarantee for us that will not be changed The history behind the scripture is in in his salvation and so forth through chapter one verses three through twelve. Peter addresses our need, um, our need to have patience by bringing us to remembrance um, of about Christ's sure salvation. So it is; it's it's just a, a remembrance of the assurance that when we're in the midst of what we're going through of the trial, when we're in the midst of feeling sorrowful and we're getting weary and, and we feel like we can't hold on and be strong, that we can be patient because we can bring the scripture to our remembrance that it tells us, here is the promise that Christ is a sure salvation. The scripture is actually titled in the Bible, born again to a living hope. We can be patient because we have a sure hope. A key word in this epistle is hope. In the Bible, hope is not uncertainty or wishful thinking, but a confident expectation of future blessing based on facts and promises. As God's children by the new birth, Christians are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Our inheritance is called salvation. Salvation means complete and final future deliverance from sin and full enjoyment of eternal glory. As men use fire to refine precious metals, so does God use, he uses trials to distinguish genuine faith from superficial profession. And at the same time, he uses them to strengthen faith. So we have to understand that God's tests come to fold in order to give the richness of the salvation, which is really interesting about how we have to believe in order to receive the salvation. Um, That is a part of that testing. God puts us through these trials that we're going through literally to distinguish the genuineness of our faith. So you can know that it's not about, oh, I'm going through this because, you know, God doesn't hear me or know me anymore. And things are just so bad on me. No, God has placed on you, in you, the victory already. This trial is merely a test to distinguish the sincerity of your faith. And the great thing about it is if it's not sincere, The test is given to help make it sincere and to help strengthen you, because when you find the strength in it, that is the faith. So it is nothing but to help us. Our trials, our tribulations are nothing but God's way of saying, hey, we got to get it together or hey, you you've got it together. You trust me. I'm going to give it to you or you don't trust me. I got it for you. I'm going to give it to you. He loves us so much. We can be patient. We don't have to lean on our own understanding. Whatever we're facing, whatever we're in, there is a hope that is certain. There are facts that are aligned with what you're going through that are clear that the next step is the promise. Just be patient. We can be patient. The next scripture that we will meditate on is 1 Peter 5, 2 through 5. Shepherd and guide and protect the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God and not motivated for shameful gain, but with wholehearted enthusiasm, not lording it over those assigned to your care. Do not be arrogant or overbearing, but be examples of Christian living to the flock. Set a pattern of integrity for your congregation. And when the chief shepherd Christ appears, you will receive the conqueror's unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Tie on the servant's apron, for God is opposed to the proud, the disdainful, the presumptuous, and he defeats them, but he gives grace to the humble. This is such a powerful and wonderful scripture to meditate on when it comes to patience because we are all one or the other person that Peter is talking about in the scripture. In the beginning, he talks about being a leader, which is like a shepherd. And if God is giving you people to lead and to look over, whether it's at your job, like for me, I'm a trainer at my job. I have to deal with answering a lot of questions or telling people what to do here and there. And it is very important to keep in mind uh, my enthusiasm as Peter talks about in the scripture and exercising patience and being motivated and helping motivate others. So a lot of people, especially in the time we're living in, want to be leaders, want to be bosses, but don't understand the responsibility that comes with being patient as a leader and as a boss with others and how Jesus Christ is really looking at us. So don't feel like, oh my goodness, why am I not this business owner? I see the business. I know that God wants me to lead this company. Why am I not there yet? And Peter also gives us in this scripture likewise as when we're younger and when we're in lesser rank of experience and when we're trying to get there and being subject to the counsel of others. Sometimes God hasn't put us in that authority yet because it's not time for us to exercise the patience of oversight and Not being compulsive and a dictator because we haven't got there yet. Sometimes he has had us, he has us where we are, which is at a lesser rank of authority, which is maybe serving at a job so that you can be observant of the leaders and the people who have been there and for you to be able to be humble. That's what I take it as working at my job. Every time I feel like I'm getting impatient and want to move on to doing my own projects, I have to remember, Lord, you placed me here at this job and that I'm serving right now. And you will take me into my time of being a full-time authority with that full-time lock. comes with the patience that's required of being a leader and i will have to exercise that but right now you have me exercising as a servant so it's very important for us not to get um overwhelmed with the process especially those of us who are young living in our life trying to live our destiny in its fullness and and gain as much time as we can living for god Uh, it's very important for us to not get side swiped by the distractions of the process, which is sometimes before you can own a business, you have to work for a business. And in those time periods, there's a certain type of faith that needs to be exercised. There's a certain type of patience that needs to be exercised That Peter shows us how to do in a practical sense as we are believing in each and every day. You can be patient with the flock that God has given you. You can help lead them and exercise that patience so that they can see the anointing flowing through you and feel that permeate in their hearts. And if you are currently going through your lesser ranking of experience and serving, understand. Understand, God is opposed to the proud there's no reason to make yourself seem bigger than what you are there's nothing to be ashamed of to as being a servant even being a leader is being a servant just with a higher ranking so we must get away from thinking that we're too good to work a job we're too good or you know we don't have the patience to work with others we do We can meditate on this scripture and say, shepherd and guide, protect the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God. Uh, As leaders, we have to be voluntarily following and exercising the will of God. That's how important it is. Are you sure you wanna be a leader right now? Or do you wanna be a leader when God ordains it so that you don't fail the test, so that you are exercising properly. It also says, and not motivated for shameful gain, but with wholehearted enthusiasm, You want to know that you're leading for the right reasons, not for the gain of clout, not for the gain of credit, not for the gain of riches, but wholehearted and wholehearted enthusiasm so that things, when they go up and down, it won't matter for you. For you're going patiently by the will of God, not lording over it. those assigned to your care. Do not be arrogant or overbearing but be examples of Christian living to the flock. Set a pattern of integrity for your congregation. Your business is your ministry. Receive that. Your business is your ministry. Set a pattern of integrity for your congregation. And when the chief shepherd Christ appears, you will receive the conqueror's unfading, unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel, and all of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Tie on the servant's apron. For God is opposed to the proud, the disdainful, the presumptuous, and He defeats them, but He gives grace to the humble. God will give you the grace you need to get through the years needed to work the job that gets you to the higher ranking of authority, that gets you the experience you need to get to the next level so that you may receive the unfading crown of glory but it's a process for us it takes time that's why it's important that we meditate on his word those of us who are young even old but especially if you're at your younger age i'm in my 20s I pray and I hope to walk with God all the days of my life that is my goal I don't want to live my 20s searching and trying to figure it out and then my 30s trying to figure it out and then my 40s okay I'm gonna go to church and get with God and I'm gonna be in my 50s and be with God I don't want to do that I've I've been as the word says a younger man i've been subject to taking counsel and seeking counsel from my elders and each one of them say you can follow the word of god in your younger days and be able to take heed and receive the fullness of his glory even longer but the key is to be patient and walk with him And for us not to be focused on the result, for us to not feel like we need to hurry up and get to the next step, let us walk through our process. Let us walk through our perseverance. For Jesus is walking in it with us. We are not walking through this alone. We can be patient. For we are waiting. The history behind the scripture is Peter provides a practical teaching and the reality of how to be patient, whether you're a business owner or you're working at a business. He teaches us also how to be humble and alert in the midst of our suffering. We can't think that because we're suffering and we're going through, that it's a time to wallow and be weary. No, this is our time to be humble. This is our time to be alert in the midst of it. He tells us how to be faithful and humble when in the role of leadership, how to be humble in all times and roles with alertness. It's not about feeling like once I'm the boss, oh, my goodness, God has blessed me. I'm on now. I can't even fathom going through anything else. Oh, no, it's glory to glory you're just on a new level to exercise a new part of your patience it doesn't stop with new roles come more alertness with new roles comes a new temperament comes more faith comes a new need to be humble and he shares with us that we have a promise of strength and vindication in our salvation God bestows help and strength for every occasion and need God's eternal plan for believers will bring us to glory, all the blessings of God's grace in this life, and the next come through the believers' union with Christ. So once we link up with Christ and and join in that relationship and that union and our believing in him and what he has done for us, the walk of life becomes an adventure with ease. Because yes, we still go through the same trials, we go through tribulations, but when sorrow comes, we praise as the scriptures said that we meditate. When sickness comes, we pray. When joy comes, we praise. So we know what to do. There's nothing that can overcome us. There's nothing that can stop our joy. There's nothing that can... Um, hinder us each and every test each and every obstacle our God has already conquered so there's lessons and strength in there for us for our faith everything that we go through is a testing for that so that God can reward us and, and see the sincerity of who we are so this life is truly a wonderland It is full of the power and wisdom of what the marvelous Christ Jesus has done for us. When we're walking with him and in this union, we can be patient, friends. I can be patient. And these scriptures just bring me into that remembrance of the power of my relationship with Jesus. And I hope these scriptures bring you back to the remembrance of the power of your relationship. As we close in prayer, let us pray together in the name of jesus oh god we come before you just thanking you lord thanking you for your peace thanking you for your salvation oh god for your salvation gives me reason to be patient for we have hope we have hope from you, O oh Jesus Christ, for you died on the cross for us. For we believe in you. We believe in your resurrection. We believe in your Holy Spirit abiding in us, O oh God. And we thank you for getting us through each and every obstacle. For what we are going through is merely the test, merely the refinement transitioning us transitioning us into true gold. Gold worth more than anything in this world. Gold only made of the children of God for we are your treasure and you are merely refining us in this test so we will praise you, O oh God, in the midst of our sickness. We will praise you, O oh God, in the midst of our deliverance. We will praise you, O oh God, in the midst of our confusion, because right now it's time to be patient. So that means it's time to praise. It is time to do nothing but continue to praise you, O oh God, because you are endowing us with your strength. We can stand firmly committed with you, Jesus, for you are strengthening. We can endure this race. We can make it to the line because you are the finish. For your crown is unfading. For we can be patient because for the reward that stands with you is eternal, O oh God. We can make it through the trials and these tribulations. For you are standing in the fire with us, O oh God. You are standing in the fire with us in the name of Jesus, Lord God. There is no obstacle or trial that we can can't get through patiently with you, as Elijah prayed. Lord God, we can too. As Elijah prayed, we can too. Hallelujah! For you will bless us, Lord, and you will answer us just as you did with him through the rains. Hallelujah! For our harvest will come. Hallelujah! For our patience. Hallelujah! Will endure the race. Hallelujah! For your promise is factual. Hallelujah! For your promise is factual. Oh God. Hallelujah. You will not leave this out, hallelujah. For your rains will come, hallelujah. For your harvest will come, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. For salvation is my inheritance. For your salvation is my inheritance. For I am abound, hallelujah. I am abased, hallelujah. And I can get through it all in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your perfect peace. Thank you, God, for your patience. Thank you, God, for your word strengthening us. Thank you, Lord God, for getting us through these storms. Lord God, getting us through this time because merely it is refinement. This is merely a time of refinement, oh God. And I thank you for it. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen.